Hey guys, and welcome to the Expert Trades Academy podcast. Now, normally on this feed, you will be hearing audio from the courses over on the Expert Trades Academy, uh, but today is slightly different. We recently had a webinar uh, hosted by Adam Callow speaking to Dan Heelan from Heelan Associates, and I've actually got Adam Callow on the mics. You make it sound very special, <laughs> the fact you've got me on the mics, Harry. appreciate it. Uh, now, do you want to just uh, let the listeners know what they're about to hear? Cheers, Harry. So I guess the first thing I want to cover off is, um, as you mentioned, this is normally a feed for Expert Trades Academy course content, but over the next couple of months, Expert Trades is on a mission right now to support all of our community, every trade out there to get through these uncertain times to come out of it with a stronger business. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be a lot more content that we're going to be producing, and that's normally in the form of live streams, but we understand there's a lot of members of the Expert Trades community that aren't in our Facebook group. So we wanted to make the content as accessible to everyone. so what we've done is sign up to Zoom that allows us to do webinars. So if you're in the Facebook group, you can still access the content. But for those people that aren't, it's a very simple registration and you can watch the content live. And that's exactly what this is. This is the audio from a live webinar we did with Dan Heelan. You went out and met him personally. He's done a couple of courses on Expert Trades Academy. Extremely knowledgeable. Been in business a long time. From the conversation I had with him, he's clearly not just an accountant, and I use air quotes for that not to be derogatory, but he's a business owner and an accountant, and he, yep. he clearly thinks of it from both sides. So we jumped on the mics to answer community questions all around what support is there right now for small businesses given the COVID-19 situation. Um, So what you're about to hear is the audio from that webinar. And just before I hit play, remember guys, be sure to subscribe to the podcast feed so you never miss an episode. Uh, First things first, Dan, just so I can set the scene for for who you are. Dan has uh, very politely in the past um, given up his time um, to create uh, some content for Expert Trades Academy, which is our on-demand learning platform. Um, I've got a quick bio, Dan, that I'd like to introduce you with. Uh, So uh, Dan is the director of Healing Associates. Um, They're a firm of business accountants that help small business owners save time and tax so they can get on and grow their business. Uh, There's a team of 17 accountants over there at Healing Associates that do uh, accountancy, payroll, and bookkeeping uh, for people who help owners all over the country and all over the world from off from their office over in Waterlooville. Where in the world is Waterlooville, Dan? Just so I know. Just north of Portsmouth in Hampshire. Beautiful. Sounds good, mate. Um, so, Dan, I've got a, a list of questions that have been submitted from the community. Um, this is the first time we've ever run a webinar format. Uh, we normally just go live straight on Facebook. Um, but because there's a lot of members in the Expert Trades community that aren't in the Facebook group, we thought we'd try Zoom webinars. I appreciate you giving up the time and jumping on and testing this with us beforehand. Um, so if you're ready, I'm ready. Do you want to get straight into the first question? Yeah, let's do it. How do you want to do it? You, you do it to the, uh, the listeners probably don't, don't know what the question is. Are you going to ask me it and then I'll... Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll ping it across. And then if you are taking the time to watch this live, uh, there's 35 live participants on uh, the Zoom webinar. Um, if there's any follow-up questions, please post them into the Q&A format. Um, Harry is behind the scenes just making sure the cameras are all operational. He's also watching the Facebook comments. Um, so if you do post a question on Facebook, Harry's going to submit it onto the document that me and Dan are working from, uh, and we'll try and answer those too. Um, so, uh, Dan, uh, first question um, was from Steve Edwards. And I guess uh, one more thing to cover off, guys, is the whole purpose of today's uh, webinar is um, covering off the support that's out there for small businesses during COVID-19. There's a lot of information. There's also a lot of misinformation out there. 
Um, and Dan and his team um, over the last seven days has probably put out more content than any accountant that I've ever seen. Um, so I really appreciate you taking the time to do that. Uh, and uh, yeah, really keen to get some of that advice onto today's show. Um, so Dan, first one, Steve Edwards says, I've furloughed the staff of nine in total, but we still have large day-to-day running costs. How can this be managed with nothing coming in? It's a great question, that. And obviously, as accountants, it's one we're fielding a lot, uh, a lot <laughs> at this point. So there's a few things. I mean, uh, what Steve didn't mention is whether he's um, VAT registered or not. I think that's quite a big one at the minute. There's a VAT uh, deferral you can do. So you don't have to actually pay like we're doing now. You, we've given a lot of clients some, some bills to pay, and they don't have to pay those until uh, the, end, you know, next, the end of the financial year. Now, it's quite a long delay. Uh, originally, they just did it for a few months. Now, there's a long delay on it. Um, so you've got a VAT deferral. Um, that's there if, if that's a problem um, if if anything else I mean we talk you'll we'll talk a lot probably or touch on uh, business interruption loans they're talking around at the moment and you and I had a quick conversation about this uh, off cam is there something that a lot of people are asking about and that we'll, we'll probably come to those a bit later because I know there's a question on those but there is a, a loan facility available I mean the banks and people will tell you generally that you should go for your um, especially with the interruption loans they're only applicable over 25k so if you've got short-term needs uh, overdrafts pre-approved limits on your bank uh, loans unfortunately no one really likes the idea of loans i'm with you on this as a business owner um, no one wants to take on debt in a, if you're in a position where especially we didn't have any but sometimes needs must so there's there's, there's the debt options and um, but the first thing i would always say and we've said this to a lot of our clients is if you've got any money to pay hmrc right now they'd be the last people i'd be paying i'll be hoarding all the cash i won't be paying my um, hmrc bills right now i'll be holding them until we see the the end of this period um, and the reason you can do that is vat deferral and you can do it on what they call time to pay. So there's a, a number that's gone out recently. They've even put another one up now because of how busy it's been. And the idea is that you phone that and say, look, I've got, let's say it's a corporation tax debt or a personal tax debt. Uh, I need time to pay it. And they've been really good. Now, this feature used to exist anyway, um, but and a lot of people didn't know about it. You could do it. Like before COVID-19 hit, we'd already just done two deals with clients with large PAYE bills that they couldn't pay over 12 months. So there was plenty of time to pay. They do it, they fix the interest and everything and it all comes out on direct debit. Um, but you used to get grilled on that process. It was, it was hard work. They'd be like, why? Have you done loans? Have you done this? <laughs> now, they're like, yeah, mate, have as long as you want. Well, no, it's not as long as you want. I'm being flippant. But, uh, you know, it's a lot of a nicer process to do. So that would be my first one is, yeah, just don't pay the tax, man. Um, that, um, a quick follow-up question on that. Um, one, Steve Edwards did jump in and he said they are VAT registered, so that is applicable. Right. If you are VAT registered, um, what do you have to change, if anything, with HMRC? Uh, for example, if you've got it on automatic payments, do you need to go and cancel those or are they going to do it for you? Fantastic question, yeah. Um, if you're on direct debit, go and cancel that now, <laughs> very okay. much now, because, yeah, it's all automated. So you still have to submit your returns and everything like that, and I'd encourage anybody to do that so you don't get in a VAT default period for not submitting the VAT return. But, yeah, if you've got direct debit, you need to cancel that now because they'll just take the money. Um, so, yeah, uh, de- definitely on that one. All right, perfect. Um, okay, okay, moving on to the, uh, the next question. Um, this is from Andrew Edwards. He says, so I'm a sole director of a limited plumbing and heating business established 15 years ago. My accountant has been umming and ahhing as to whether or not I can furlough myself. He now says yes due to the amount I claim due to national salary. Sorry, notional salary. Um, it's not far off universal credit. I've therefore decided to claim universal credit. Am I able to claim both? 
Now, the short answer to that is, yeah, you can. Um, the, the thing with universal credit, and again, we'll probably cover this a few times, is it's a household claim. So you go on, you can apply at the minute, as you can imagine, there are over 900% more claims right now than yeah. there was previously. So it's, a, it's quite a clunky system, but there's online form, and then they phone you back to talk about uh, things and identify you and a few other bits like that. Um, so you can. The only thing is, when you do get the grant, you have to include that in your claim which means that it probably what's going to happen is you might get it for a short period of time and then it's going to stop. But um, if you need it right now, yeah, you can. I mean, in terms of I'm in an RN with your accountant, I can completely understand that. Um, it's been daily changes. You've had, I don't know if anyone knows who Martin Lewis is, but Martin Lewis from Money Saving Expert, you know, TV superstar. Um, he's been all over this trying to help people with videos because the guidance they released is not particularly clear. So normally what happens is as accountants, they legislate for something. So there's a piece of law, like them books behind me, 22,000 pages of it, um, and say this is this is the tax law. And then uh, HMRC make their guidance based on the tax law. And us accountants come in the middle and say, actually, we don't believe you, HMRC. We believe the law or, you know, sometimes they agree. And we, we navigate that for our clients. What's happened this time is there's no law. There's just guidance. So um, everybody's trying to read into the HMRC guidance to determine what's gone on. Um, but what has been communicated through people in the know, it's not actually on the site at the moment, is if you're a sole director of a company, you can do this furlough uh, thing that we're talking about right now. Um, and for most people, you know, you're going to be on an efficient salary of something like eight and a half grand a year. You might be on 12 and a half grand. It depends on your exact circumstances. So the 80% of that that you can claim is probably worth something like 565 quid, maybe yeah. a bit more, depending. So uh, you're right. Um, Andrew's right in that he's probably worked it out and actually he's not far off. The problem with furlough is you, ha you have to stop doing everything. Now, how they prove that and how they, you know, um, follow up with compliance on that later to check that people did, I don't know. But they're saying at the moment that you need to stop all work. So trade's interested. We've got a lot. I mean, 60% of our income comes from trade clients. So it's something we do all day, every day. And um, what we're seeing is a mixture. You know, you've got like your chippies who might, um, all their work comes from one subcontractor and they're not on site and they can't buy anything from Juicens or, or whatever. So it's not happening. Yeah. Um, but then we've also got electrical contractors that are still out doing work um, and they're not going to furlough themselves so they can do it i mean my main advice as a business person has been the same to everybody is if you think that stopping work right now and just shutting up shop it uh is going to be you're going to get 565 quid say you might get some universal credit depends on what else is going on in your house um is what you if you carried on working is that more than that 560 odd quid if it is mm -hmm. you might as well carry on working i think especially right now you're in a time where uh, I know with the trades, a lot of it's word of mouth and, and all the rest of it. Is a time to you know make sure you're you're keeping in contact with people, working on jobs, uh, and seeing what's in the pipeline for when it will start back up again. But I do know it does depend on the type of business you're in. I mean, I have a side business is in the construction game, and we are um, on military bases. Our work's carrying on at the minute. We've got people scaling towers and, and all the rest of it. So it does depend on what what's going on. But um, yeah, sorry, we've sidetracked slightly. But to answer your question, yes, you can claim universal credit, but you do have to take the grant into account. Perfect. Great advice there, Dan. Um, moving on to the third question we've got lined up. Uh, this is from Michael Hull. As I set my business up only six months ago, as I see it, I'm not entitled to any help from the government due to the fact I gave a partner that works and some savings. Can you confirm this case? Um, are you clear on the question there, Dan, or shall I yeah. reread that? Are you happy with that one? Perfect. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. All day, every day, this one. So um, is, is Michael in the chat? Um, Michael, Michael is in the chat. Yes. Um, is he limited or not? When he said he set up his business six months ago, that makes a bit of a difference slightly. Okay, perfect. Michael, I can see that you've posted a question. Uh, if you could just follow up, he just posted in there now. He says he's not limited. 
Okay, cool. So in which case, yeah, you're in that unfortunate bracket where if you're, so there's a couple of grants in play at the minute. The one if you're self-employed and the one that's causing a lot of the problem is um, they're saying if you're self-employed and that's the taxable self-employed. So for us tax geeks that are in this every day, it's really obvious. You're either self-employed or you're employed in your own limited company. Mm -hmm. But a lot of limited company owners call themselves self-employed. Mortgage companies call limited company owners that own a lot of their company self-employed. So it, is, it is quite confusing if you don't do all the time. But what we're talking about now is if you haven't got a limited company, so Michael's point, you're self-employed. So there's a self-employed income support grant that's available. The downside to that is, as Michael's found out, and I'd imagine he's alluding to, is if you started after the 6th of April 19, you can't claim for it. It's their line in the sand. And the reason they've done this is because oh, it's okay. impossible to tell what a self-employed person earns on average anyway or near impossible so the only way they can do it is use data from previous tax returns so that's the reason they pick that date is because they want they need you to submit your 1819 tax return to claim it so because uh, mike when he set up six months ago he's got he hasn't got that tax return so he won't better do that um and he's not limited so there's none of this furlough business that we've touched on already so actually what he's left with is um, loans uh, or universal credit um now uh, the other problem is <laughs> universal credit's all right unless you've got 16 grand's worth of savings, in which case you've got no hope with that either. So a lot of people saving for housing deposits of their first home and everything are struggling with that one. So um, at the minute, um, that, and because it's a household claim, if your partner earns any sort of real money, yeah, it, there's not a lot of support out there. So unfortunately, in Michael's situation, he's probably going to fall through the holes of most of the things that are out there. Okay, so... Uh Kind of going back to what we spoke to earlier, Michael's situation, let's just say he might be a plumber, heating engineer, or a spark. Uh, he should be predominantly focused on that emergency call-out work that he can still get to get the revenue through the door. But obviously, take consideration social distancing and all the guidance that everyone's being told right now. Uh, Michael, it's, uh, and I guess for myself, sounds like you're in a really tough spot, buddy. Um, I would say stay tuned. Uh, me and Dan are going to be in communications anyway. If any other government guidance does change, we will fire that straight out to you. Uh, if there's any follow-up questions to that, Michael, please put in the comments, bud. Um, we're going to move on to the next question with a guy that probably has one of the coolest names I've ever heard of, Felix Monioro says um we're an sme who are uh, who have a sublet and are not paying any business tax but our landlord has an exemption from business tax i would like to know if we're going to get any grants at all yes yeah, it's it's, again a common one we're hearing at the minute is there's a lot of people who the landlords seem to deal with the uh, sometimes it's because it's subdivided like they've got a bigger premises and they've subdivided and rented rooms all in and the problem with that is you're not the rate payer so you don't have the rates bill so the grant he's mentioning is if you're a small business who has a rateable value of under twelve thousand pounds so on your on your council uh, your business rates bill in the top corner it tells you what your rateable value is yeah uh, it's always linked to rent but if you know what you pay in rent it's normally quite a good uh, quite a good indicator if it's under 12 grand you tend to get small business rates relief that means you pay next to no rates and sometimes no rates and oddly, if that's you and you're the rate payer, you're on the bill, uh, you're going to get 10 10 k grant given to you. So a lot of my smaller retail um, businesses have had to shut on the high street. They're all getting 10 grand in the next month. Um, in fact, our... Sorry, how, Yeah, how does that 10 grand come in? Is that a grant off future payments or is that a physical cash payment to help no. It's amazing, really. Um, so the, and it's, it's moving quite quickly. So the, the local authority, so in our case, it's like Haven Borough Council or whoever your, your council are, are writing and saying okay, we believe on our records you'll do this, apply online. And I've had a couple of clients do it today and they're talking 10 days to get the money. So these are really quite fast moving. At the moment. Oh, wow. Okay, nice. So the interesting thing about this is if, if you're uh, eligible 
or they think you're eligible, it's automatic. They will write to you and tell you. So there's technically nothing to do. But what has happened is it's, it's highlighted a lot of problems where I've got clients that knew they were or thought they were business rates exempt uh, and haven't bothered uh, haven't bothered registering and are now kicking themselves because we've got 10 grand uh, grant. Uh, cut, um, off both, cut off both sides. Yeah. Yep. And, um, and the other problem is some people just, they haven't changed, they'll get the rates bill of paying it, but it's in another business's name and haven't noticed they changed the name. I think generally, like, they'll be, you know, it should be easy enough to demonstrate that you were the business and everything else, but that's the one action point I've said to people right now is check your bill, make sure that it's okay. Because a lot of small traders will have lockups and units. It depends how it's done. A lot of trade, of course, do this thing where, yeah, their landlord's um, the actual rate payer and they're just renting the unit, in which case most of the time this won't work. But if you do have a small um, shop front, I know there's a like a local plumbing and heating company that have like a small high street shop mm-hmm. that it applies to it's definitely worth it um so yeah that's out there um so but unfortunately in that case yeah if your landlord is the one that's that's doing all the business tax there isn't much um doing on that because you had to be in the system before the sort of 28th of feb to, to for this to work makes sense felix if you're in the comments and there's any follow-up questions to that please carry on put in the comments and we'll get back to you yeah um, um the thing i would say just on that is um again felix didn't mention if he was limited or not so when he was said about grants obviously the furlough pay thing we talked about could also come in so um it, you know if he's uh, say one-man band uh, limited company there is this furlough option if he's literally sitting doing nothing he can't do anything so and that and that doesn't matter about the fact you've only been um going six months what matters is did you have a payroll scheme um the bit that you do your payroll through normally your accountant will be doing it for you um that was registered before the first of march well before the 28th of uh, february perfect cheers dan that's a good follow-up um next we have uh, i think a name that you might be familiar with mr ben curry um so ben curry says uh, if we should in general expect our accountant to charge for any time it takes to help us get any support that's out there yeah, great question. And it, he might as well have asked me this because I am his accountant. So, <laughs> <laughs> businesses, anyway. um, so, yeah, it's one of these. So one of the things that's interesting right now is for me as a business person, there's two things I'm not cutting. Or one of them, uh, actually, I don't need to cut because I do it ourselves and that's our accounting. So there's two things. One is advertising and marketing. Um, I think you have to genuinely look at Checker Trade and work out whether that's a good one for you right now. I've spoken mm-hmm. to a few of my clients and some of them don't really fancy it. I know they seem to be doing deals at the minute where they're cutting your, cutting your rates to keep you on there. So it depends if you like that. But obviously you've got quite a history if you use it well. I know looking in the ET group uh, all the time, there's massively wild opinions on whether uh, Checker Trade's good. But but other stuff that you might have going with you know graphic designers, social media management, all this kind of stuff. Um, if you've got the cash flow to do it, it's something that I wouldn't turn off. I mean, being in business in that 2008, 2010 period, it was one of the things that we saw the most is that what you do right now is going to determine how you come out of it. So that panic retreating idea, if you just cancel everything, for me, just doesn't sit doesn't sit well. I mean, if you've got no funds at all, you, you're not going to have a, a hope. But mm-hmm. yeah, marketing, advertising and stuff around that and uh, your accountant the key things and that's if your accountant's good and, and and helping you out obviously you're going to feel a bit grudged if they're doing nothing and and taking money off you but the problem is vat returns uh tax returns year ends everything they don't go away so the majority of people paying their accountant already paying their accountant for these things you, you might as well do it now because otherwise even if you cancel it you can end up with a big um chunk at the end but specifically to do with um covid19 help depends what they're going to do so at the minute we're constantly on the phone to our clients we're constantly producing content no one is paying a penny more for any of that that's that's our decision um but if we uh, what we are finding is the furlough for example we've had so many people go on furlough pay and um, that is a massive uh task in the payroll 
um, team. Yep. Uh, at the minute, again, we've not charged any of that. But when it comes to helping people who want to claim the grants and things, of course, we'll, we'll be having a service that we'll be, be charging. But I think it depends on the accountancy. Um, having scoped out a lot of the accountants, I think the answer is yes, for specific extra help, you're going to be expected to pay the same as if you guys come to my house to fix my light switch, we, we expect to pay you. So it's, um, yeah, on, on that front. But generally, for support and guidance, then um, most accountants I know a fixed fee will be the opposite. They want you to survive because we're out of business without you guys. So, uh, Absolute top advice, Dan. If the guys have any follow-up questions to that, please put in the comments. Um, but I think that whole idea of, uh, and obviously as a service provider that predominantly does marketing support, one for the trade and two for big brands that we work with, um, I think if they are in a cash flow position to keep moving forward, there is going to be a huge amount of opportunity on the other side of this. And to your point, those companies that sort of stay top of mind with their customer base right now, uh, the, the boiler services, the home renovations that were in the pipeline, they will still come through. And it's about just making sure we get through the next three to six months to stay top of, top of mind with the customers. Uh, I think it's absolutely top advice. Um, this came from a community conversation that I picked up on Facebook that I thought was interesting. It says, um, can a trade access the COVID business interruption loan scheme? A company has offered to do this, but the application is 4% if successful. Should I take it? What are your thoughts? I don't like the percentage. I think that's a, any broker worth of salt tends to charge a um, tend to charge a fixed fee. The ones that have been around for a long time doing this. Okay, you will have people doing these percentage deals, but um, realistically, I'd be paying a broker I don't know four five hundred quid whatever they charge to to do that one that I trusted get a referral from somebody. Um, I'd be doing the banks. The thing with the interruption loan is part of the eligibility criteria is that you've effectively you wouldn't necessarily get a normal lend, so you've sort of got to run through that. They're not the easiest thing to get. You've got to run through a process. You need a broker you're going to trust. If it's just some rando that's targeting you on the internet for 4%, then I, I wouldn't bother. I'd be looking at somebody you knew um, because, yeah, you will have to jump through a few hoops. Um, the banks, obviously, do this. as uh, A lot of them, now they're gearing up. Initially, when this got launched, the banks were awful because they, they, they couldn't get people in, front, in the right place to know what to do. Um, but right now, yeah, I'd be speaking to the bank before I spoke to them and just see what's on offer. Basically, do your homework. Yep. You know, if you've really sold that this guy's top notch, you've seen all the the testimonials of people he's done this for and everything else, then maybe he's the best guy ever, and he just happens to charge on percent. But the, my my gut feel, and uh, having been in the world of business finance for for quite many years, and um, yeah, find a decent broker and pay him what they're worth. Quick question on that as a follow-up, Dan. You mentioned the word broker. Uh, are we referring to an account? Your, will your accountant do this, or are there specific brokers that do this talk, sort of service? No, I'd be a commercial lending broker. So okay. um, normally, in, if you're involved in network groups, there's always someone who knows one of these. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there, there's quite a few of them. and Because the way it tends to work is uh, they will take, you know, they probably want accounts, cash flows, background information. It's quite a, a reasonable, on a commercial lend, like when you go for a personal loan, it's like, can I see your pay slips? Can I see your bank? With a commercial lend, it tends to be um, accounts, cash flows, predictions, and all this stuff. And the, the broker, who's like a third party, so for us, we would use a couple we know, um, they would uh, normally, in conjunction with the accountants, the accountants providing some of this, the brokers providing some of it, and they present that to the lender and say, can we have some money, please? Um, and it's, they help you through that period, yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, and guys, don't forget, if you do have any questions, uh, I'm not ignoring the Q&A panel. We're going through the pre-sending um, questions that we have, uh, and then uh, we will work through the Q&A panel. So please keep submitting those in. And I can see some follow-ups that are in the chat as well, and we'll try and pull that all together for you so you get the advice that you need. Um, let's move on to number seven, Dan. Um, this is from Mark. I've been self-employed for 12 years, but I was PAYE from February 19 to December 20. I am hmm. back self-employed since December. 
what is my current position regarding the government financial support? Interesting situation for, for Mark. He is, and I think Mark's in one of these situations where it's going to come down to probably a little bit of honesty, if I'm honest. So, probably what's going to, so what happens with these self-employed grants is somebody that's been self-employed, so I'm presuming he was tax self-employed, as in he's not, he wasn't a limited company. Um, if you've been, if you've got that 1819 tax return in, so that's the one you would have had to have done by January, and you've got a couple of years after that, and you've earned under less, less than 50 grand, and... <laughs> Sorry, when you say earn less than 50 grand, are we talking about 50 grand profit? Profit, sorry, yeah, great question. Yeah, profit, and they call it trading profit, um, which is interesting because that means if you bought, uh, I don't know, is very hot and a very hot one with trades. If you bought a decent sized van one year and claimed all the allowances, currently that's going to drop your income down in one of those years, which was great for tax at the time, might not be great for this particular relief. So if you've got those tax returns in place, you earned on average under 50 grand, and uh, your self employed income was more than half of the income in that year which is important. So for most self-employed people, it's all their income is fine. But what happens is you can have a point where, and this is why it's important on this one, is luckily uh, Mark started his PAYE in February 19. So he's probably got all his self-employed income and then like two months of employment income. So he's going to pass that test of over 50% of his income coming from self-employed. So what's what happens with this is, again, it's automatic. HNRC are going to write to people and say, we think you can apply for this self-employed income scheme. Um, that's probably not going to be to about June, or at least the, the they think that the, the way of getting the money won't be till June. They might write to you slightly earlier. Um, and then uh, say, apply. Mark, undoubtedly, if he's in that situation, is going to get that letter. Um, but interestingly, you're meant to now be trading uh, and have been trading uh, as a self-employed person. So he, the problem is I can't answer exactly because I don't know what his income split was in all those years. But yeah. there's a good chance that he might technically get offered it but might not actually be meant to be claiming it. It's a really weird situation. So I'd probably say to him, check with an accountant when you, if and when you get that letter. Um, because it will happen for a few people who were trading for years and then they might have gone limited. Uh, and it happens with a few of our clients. They've gone limited from the start of last tax year after being self-employed for years. Now they're not trading self-employed anymore. So they're not actually, they'll get the letter saying you can have it, but they shouldn't have it because they're not, they're not yeah. currently trading self-employed. Okay, makes sense. Um, and I guess now is a good time, uh, for example, for Mark. If Mark is watching this and he does have a follow-up question, um, Dan, what's the best email address just to follow up with you if he decides to uh, go down this route? And Yeah, sure. Info. So info at healingassociates.co.uk is a good one. If you can't be bothered to spell that or can't, <laughs> I don't know how to spell <laughs> it, um, just, just hit me up on Facebook, Dan Heelan, H-E-E-L-A-N. Perfect. Uh, and then uh, I guess for me, uh, guys, uh, just put the reference that it was from the COVID-19 webinar. I'm really interested to, just to see how many follow-up questions we got to the back of this because webinars are a new format for us. Um, that should hopefully get it to float relatively close to the top of Dan's inbox or a member of his team. Um, let's move on to a question that we've got. Uh, this is an anonymous question um, that comes in. It says, I've compiled 30Ks worth of debt um, over a space of years. And I'm finding it a struggle to pay it off every single month. I was looking for a consolidation loan, like an unsecured loan. Then this virus kicked in. So it's all on hold along with my cash flow, which does not help the profit. What are my options, Dan? 
Um, interestingly, I couldn't tell from that question as to whether he's decided to put the loan on hold or the lenders decided to put the loan on hold. So if anybody's trying to remortgage at the moment, I've seen it happen where lenders are saying, we're not actually going to lend. Like if you've got 90% mortgage where you're sort of maxim- maximising your mortgage, at the minute all the lenders are on wall, we can't value your house. So actually we're only going to offer you 85. So there's a few things going on in the lending market right now. And maybe he's talking about that. I mean, firstly, I know it's going to sound really weird, but 30K is not a, a large level of debt. Um, it can feel like it for sure if you if you can't make those repayments. But the good thing about that is, depending on the credit file, uh, normally the majority of that you'd be able to refinance that reasonably easily. I would have suggested, but it does depend on your your credit rating. That's more for a, a in lender. terms of re, in terms of refinancing. Just for the definition, is that just uh, getting a different loan, a consolidation loan, to pull it all yeah. together? Okay. So, like you might have some credit cards that cost them an absolute fortune at the minute, and mm-hmm. uh, you know some payday lender or something like that. Hopefully not. Um, and yeah, is taking then going to the bank or wherever you can borrow, you know, 25 grand normally is fairly easy to do um, and sticking all in one loan because that will bring normally the payment right down that it needs to pay. That's why some, uh, so many people do remortgages in, in that way. They remortgage and pay off all the old debt because it makes them so much better off every month. So uh, if he can do that, I'd still be still be looking to do that. But uh, he might have been saying, well, actually, the lender's pulled on me because of this problem. So that that's worth doing. Um, in terms of um, in terms of difficulty, I'd actually say it ends up going back into normal debt management. And as a as a business person, and sit and and unfortunately, having dealt with a lot of struggling businesses, what's amazing is the amount uh, how long you can stretch debt for if you're uh, in contact with those lenders. If you get yourself into a problem, you just contact them and say, "Look, I can't pay you. I can only afford X a week." Most of them will do you a deal because they're not going to get it, especially if you don't own houses and big assets and things like that. And actually, it's no different for when you're dealing with HMRC, really. Uh, HMRC tend to be the easier one to deal with, uh, oddly. Um, but yeah, I'd be speaking to all my uh, all my creditors, i.e. The, the people that you owe money to, and seeing if you can get, um, they're calling them capital, capital repayment holidays, but quite often you, you might have to pay the full payment each month um, for at least a few months. So yeah, I'll get in contact with them. Uh, make sure you've got uh, universal credit on the go if you've really not got any money. Um, and again, it doesn't say limited or not. So I don't know if there's any furlough pay or anything that can be done um, potentially. Uh, perfect. It feels like communication is key there. If you're owing someone money right now, I think the one thing that uh, oddly as a business owner myself keeps me a little bit sane right now is um, everyone is in the same boat. Um, so I think uh, great advice there. Just pick up the phone or drop an email and communicate to anyone that you owe money to. And just like you say, if we're honest and open right now, if you can't get blood out of a stone, um, they, they can't come down hard on you. So at least offer to make some payments, I assume, just to keep that ticking mm-hmm. over. Um, but like I say, stretch it out as much as you can. Um, we have two more questions that have been uh, sent in, Dan, both from Darren Spencer. Um, so the first one is, if applying for universal credit, is it a separate link for self-employed? As the one I saw seems to be a joint application, and my wife is a key worker and totally separate to me. She doesn't earn that much, so financially not any better off, especially when I stopped working at the moment. Also, within that question, when can you apply? Do you have to wait a month? And when can you expect to receive some money? Interesting one from Darren. Yeah, so uh, yes, it is a joint claim. Um, it's, it's done in your, um, in your household income. So as I said earlier, sometimes with savings or other income, it can be a problem. Um, to answer the question of, of time limits, do it now. You can, mm-hmm. you can do it now, even if you subsequently get some other sort of grant, as long as you take that into account when you report. Because the way universal credit works is it's sort of like a rolling thing. You, the HMRC have got some data and they ask you for some data and then they figure out uh, what you should be getting. So as long as you tell them about any grants. Now, the waiting period on that is normally five weeks to your first payment. 
But what happens is um, they call you and say, do you, as part of the process, and say, do you need an advance? So they'll actually advance you money within a couple of working days, normally, of the successful claim. Oh, wow, okay. So you can do that. Okay, you've got to pay it back at the end, but hopefully as a tradesman, you're going to go back and start uh, whacking those daily rates in and, and <laughs> get some cash flow going at the end of it. So, um, yeah, uh, that's that, that's the easiest thing to do with that. But, yeah, at the minute, if you've got nothing, you, you, you might as well just get on there and, and apply. Joint application, do it now if, you're, if you can get the advance. Yeah, definitely. Perfect, like it. And the second question we got from Darren was, um, is there any more inside info, like we said, inside info there, any more inside info about the grant, i.e. is there any breakdown on what your average earnings is compared to the grant given? It just might give people an idea of how much to budget. Appreciate that Dan's not HMRC, but if he has any contacts, that would be great. I'd argue we're better than HMRC, but um, yeah, <laughs> the, uh, uh, the answer is, unfortunately, I do one of those accounting duck and dives now, so it depends on your circumstances. So uh, it does depend on your, your figures. So if you want a bit of a guess and you've been filling in tax returns as a true self-employed person for years, uh, if you've ever done a mortgage application, they ask for this thing called an SA302. It's just the front page of your tax return. It says, here's my taxable income, and this is how much tax you got to pay. And um, if you just added up your taxable profits for the three years and divided it by three, um, you know that would give you a that, that would give you some sort of average year's earnings, and then obviously if you divided it by twelve, it would give you your, your monthly earnings. So if you've got your tax return documents around, that's the figure I'll be looking at. Is it'll say income from self employment, and I'll be looking at those figures. Um, but it does really depend on um, exactly what you've got. Perfect, and that's the SA three hundred two document. Yeah, that's it. Sometimes it'll say that word. Sometimes it'll just say tax calculation. But um, I tried to find uh, a print here that I could show you on the screen for that. But it's all got client detail on. I couldn't find one that um, wouldn't show it. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, like it's the front page of tax return really that shows how much tax you got to pay. No, oh, perfect, Dan. Uh, Dan, there are the ten questions we had submitted ahead of time, but we do have a, a number of questions in the Q and A. Uh, how's your time holding up? You st- have we got time to run through these? Yeah, I live here. I literally when someone said about <laughs> twice eight, and I was like, that's cool. So, so <laughs> let me offer this every day. It's fine. Brilliant stuff, mate. Um, I'll I'll try and bunch them up as I read them through in case there's any ones that are duplicated. Um, so Kevin says, my brother and I are directors of a heating company. We have furloughed one employee. What help can we get? I feel like we've potentially covered that off already, but is there anything else you'd like to cover off in this situation? I guess one follow-up question for me is um, the buzzword right now is about furloughing employees. And from my yeah. understanding, HMRC right now has to build a fairly complex IT solution to actually get the money to people. Um, if we know anything about making tax digital, um, IT solutions have not been HMRC's strong point. Um, right now, how does someone actually go about uh, making sure that they're on uh, in the in the system to get this money back, uh, or is it still wait until the end of April until the system's live? What's the guidance on getting the money back for furloughed employees? So the guidance at the minute is exactly what you said. There, there's a portal that's coming, but mm-hmm. how? I mean, they've got to build complete infrastructure from the ground up. Um, they've got an awful, um, awful track record of doing this. But I'm fingers crossed. I mean, they must be absolutely. Um, working like you'd never worked before in there. I mean, the, the complex issues they're dealing with with all this must be incredible. But um, yeah, it, they're saying end of April. They said mid to late April, but again, I, I can't see it being in the next week or so. I think it will end up being late April. You've got to pay that furlough pay to start with. So for some businesses, that's a cash flow problem because you, you're trying to pay your employees. I mean, for, for some clients, I've had to say to them, well, look, the best thing you can do, if you can't get a lend, you don't want to get a lend. Um, and you're trying to do the best thing by your employees and pay them this furlough pay because it could just make them redundant. There is that option, but it's not in anybody's 
not in anybody's uh, favour, then you, uh, you you can have the conversation with them and say, look, when I get the money, we'll we'll, we'll pay you um, because it's not costing you anything. It's just a it's it's just a, a claim. But yeah, it'll be April. Um, the only thing is on, on that question is uh, if I remember what you said, you said there was two brothers who were directed. Yeah. yeah. So the interesting thing about this is, you know, I said you have to stop completely working. Well, if you've got a husband and wife or two brothers and one of you is doing nothing, then furlough one of you. Still still 500 quid, depending on what your salary was over the time. So as long as one of you stopped working, okay. that's good. So I think we've seen a lot of husband and wife companies where the, the wife's like, well, I've got to take care of the kids. I'm not working. Please furlough me. So... Um, but yeah, you do have to you do have to pay out now, and the hope of getting it back. They're going to backdate it to the first of March, so it's possible. Um, uh, and you'll probably just get it in a lump sum. Uh, again, we're waiting for this portal for our own reasons, just to see how long it's going to take to sort it out. The only thing from a from a proof point of view is no one really knows how a single director can prove um, that they furloughed themselves properly. Um, most people are saying make a written note. So it's a bit weird, isn't it? Um, you mm-hmm. uh, write a letter to yourself to say that you've been furloughed, but write a little letter to yourself saying you've been furloughed, sign it, date it, and um, keep it to one side. If your accountant's doing your payroll, one of the things we've been trying to do for clients is actually make it noted on the payslip that says furlough, just so again, it's just evidence to, to prove. But makes makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, and just uh, for my knowledge, uh, for my understanding, uh, furloughed employees are going to get support for a minimum of three months. Has uh, that is that guidance changed at all? Or are we still at three months, but it could get extended? Yeah, it's still at three months. And actually, it's a good point to mention that you have to be furloughed for a minimum of three weeks. So it's not like you can go, I'm going to be furloughed today and work tomorrow. You've got to decide, right, I'm stopping for three weeks and then I'll review it in three weeks' time. Um, because the way it's going to work on the portal is you're only going to be able to apply every three weeks is how it's been being read at the moment. Okay, brilliant. Uh, I have an interesting question from Lorraine uh, as well as a bit of follow-up for some context. Um, I'll read it all out to you. So it says, uh, am I director of two businesses, uh, sole of one and joint of another? My joint business is still running, but furloughed staff. Can I furlough myself out of my single director company that's still operating at the moment? Also, my husband has only been on the company since 2018. Prior to that, he was a Centrica employee. Our accountant mentioned an average of three years to get the amount HMRC are paying. Is this true? Um, so, yeah, fairly meaty one. So um, I'll take the, the easy one first. Uh, you can furlough yourselves per job. So it's actually, at the minute, I've been talking about this a lot, and as self-employed trades that are in here, I'm I'm sure you've got not a lot of sympathy for this scenario, but at the minute, for me, um, if you're you're an employee that's been furloughed, you are living the dream to a degree. You know your job's okay at the moment. You're getting 80, okay, you might only be getting 80% of your pay. Employers can pay more, but you've not got commute. You've probably not got any childcare costs. You can't spend the money when you're out and about, um, and you're sitting at home. And... Uh, you're not restricted to, you can go get another job in Tesco's if you want to, to buy the time and still get paid. So uh, overall, from an employee point of view, being furloughed at the moment is a pretty good thing. And I think at least that's a positive thing from what the government's done is there'll be this group of workers that will probably feel reasonably good about about it. Um, but so, but as a result, yeah, even single directors, if, okay, if you're not doing any, let's say you've got one man limited trade at the minute, and you've said, look, I can't do anything. I've got to furlough myself. Claim, let's say it's 565 quitters. Um, it might be more, especially if your account is bad and you're on too high a salary. You might be able to claim more than this one particular example. Might have, it's probably cost you thousands in tax over the years, but for this example, you know, we're right. But you could then go and get a delivery driver job for us. So um, in this, in this, this is exactly the same. So yes, you could fellow yourself out as a single director and carry on your role in the joint one. Okay, didn't, um, I didn't realise that. I didn't realise you could get um, work elsewhere. Is it full-time employment elsewhere or part-time employment elsewhere? Is there a differential? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, and actually, we, we didn't mention it with the self-employed one. 
um, with the self-employed. Uh, oh, also, uh, when you're furloughed, you can still do training. There's a couple of uh, exceptions. You're not allowed to revenue generate. But you can still uh, talk to your accountant, file your accounts, uh, and you can still um, attend training as an employee, bizarrely. But yeah, if you okay. to sell stuff, that's not going to work. Um, uh, what was the thing? Oh, self-employed, just scooting back. We didn't mention. And the self-employed grant's the same, actually. The self-employed one, you you can claim that grant, uh, the one that's, they're talking about we're averaging over three years, and still work. Well, you can't with furlough. You have to shut down. So again, there's a weird, okay. weird issue with that. Um, to answer the second question, um, it, it's interesting. If your husband has been on the company, um, I presume that means, is he PAYE is the question. And if he was an employee before, I, I can't see how he can be averaged over three years. The averaging over three years bit is only to do with the truly self-employed, like he had substantial self, over half his income was self-employed for those years. So if he was an employee, he won't be due anything. It will be up to you to figure out if you're going to furlough him, really. All right, perfect. Lorraine, if there's any follow-up to that, please let us know. Um, moving on to uh, Nick. Uh, da, da, da. Nick says, does that mean we can delay paying any tax national insurance due under PAYE? Um, so officially, <laughs> no. Um, officially, no. Um, you, but you can get a time to pay arrangement on it. So for me, communication here. Yeah, and uh, of course, uh, I can't as a, as a mere accountant. I can't give you financial advice. I can just tell you what's what's on offer. But uh, you know, as a bit with my business person's hat on, if I need cash, that's where I'm keeping my cash, and then I'll speak to HMRC about time to pay uh, when it when it comes. So um, officially, no, you can't delay it. They're saying you can phone us and we'll do a deal with you. VAT, um, they they're saying yeah, don't don't pay us. Perfect. Top advice there. Uh, I think it comes down, to, like you say, communication, pick up the phone, um, hold on to as much cash as you, cash as you physically can right now. Uh, Alan says, the banks are demanding guarantors, uh, let me just, uh, guarantors to the disruption loan, which in reality is poles apart from the HMG. Um, HMG is a, what's HMG, Dan? It means the government generally, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, on the HMG, good. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying here. Uh, so it's sort of a detriment. We've said all this goodwill, but we actually want personal guarantees to make sure we're going to get every penny back. So it takes the goodwill away from it all. Uh, more to the point here, on the big bank bailout 2018 uh, that bailed out the bankers, they didn't have to write a guarantee, anything, and kept their bonuses, etc. What's your view? <laughs> yeah, well, I agree with you. It's not, it's not fair or great, is it? But um, the only thing I would say is um, the disruption loans changed in the last few days because of the amount of uh, heat they were getting. And uh, for under 250, the majority of lenders won't want a personal guarantee now. Um, however, if you can get one, is a different question. Get These loans are quite, quite difficult um, at the moment. Okay, so under two hundred fifty thousand pounds, that threshold got moved up from was it twenty five thousand pounds before, or was it on yeah, all? Yeah, the interruption loans only applied from twenty five k upwards anyway. Um, or okay. certainly that's that's current as of yesterday. And uh, but they wanted personal guarantees at that level. But I've been told by the majority of the banking contacts I've got now that's moved to two fifty. So if you're in that bracket, there's a potential to get a loan without a personal guarantee. But it's whether you can get the loan. It's always the same question because you do have to have a viable business anyway. It the, the lending criteria hasn't actually changed. They're just almost saying to you. Um, okay, we appreciate your business is probably a bit naff right now, but if it was good beforehand, we will still lend you. That's 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 the key difference. Perfect. Um, nice one. Uh, let's just uh, move on to Loki. I'm in the same boat as Michael, except I've been going for longer, uh, but just made a small amount last year before that. Uh, no question, just jumping in with a comment there, Loki. Uh, hopefully you've got the answer you're looking for. Um, is there a grant available for limited company working from home? Sadly not. We'd all be cashing in on that bad boy. No, the only thing that is there is, and again, talk to your accountant about this, 
it's not going to sound as amazing as your 10 grand a week, but there is a, a standard homework in allowance that's just been increased from four pound a week to six pound a week. So um, there's a little yeah. comment there. Well, that's where a salesman like me will say that's a 50% increase still. Sorry about that, Steve, but yeah. nothing from home. Um, Ian Ridge, as we can't apply for furlough yet, should I apply for universal credits um, and then update them if I'm eligible for furlough? Um, Ian, I think we may have covered this previously, but from my understanding right now is you should know the criteria if you can or cannot furlough yourself. Uh, is that right, Dan? Yeah, that's it. So you should know right now if you should or shouldn't. And But um, what Ian might be talking about is obviously the cash flow problem. I need to feed myself right now. It's like all these things. If someone offers you to pay your cash right now, you're probably not going to worry too much about the consequences later. So the answer is, yes, you could apply for it. On, and you've got to put in what the reality is now. you just got to have the expectation that when that furlough money comes back or any other money comes back, that that claim is going to change. Um, that's, that's all. So. Perfect. Um, Stephen asked an interesting question. I read that directors can furlough themselves, but did not have to stop work or essential work at least. Is that true? Uh, Red directors can furlough themselves, but did not have to stop. Uh, no, they, they definitely have to stop work. The only thing they can do. And again, actually, this is all coming from um, professional bodies and people in the know. HMRC haven't actually changed the guidance since the 26th, but there is very, very clear you do have to stop work. Stop work. Uh, and from what you said earlier, just to recap is uh, we can still do the, some data activity, whether it's, whether it's accountancy or training, but all work as in revenue producing activity has to stop. Yeah, certainly going out on site and um, fixing some <laughs> the electrics or whatever is it? a no go. Perfect. Uh, Peter Main says, I'm self-employed one man band. I'm not limited. Um, I've been going alone for three years on the 6th of April. Do I wait HMRC to contact me? Um, yes is the answer yeah uh, there's supposedly you should qualify presuming that your um income for at least one of those years is is over 50 percent then you uh, of your total from your from your um self-employment you should be okay you're in that you're in that bit um because you probably won't have um three years exactly so they'll just take the two years you have got but because you would have done an 18 19 tax return and you're still self-employed and you have been self-employed as long as you're under 50k it's over half your income <laughs> you're okay so the short answer is yeah wait for them to contact you you should be okay perfect and peter and i guess for anyone else asking future questions really helpful when you set the context in terms of state of the company how long you've been in business it just helps dan really uh, drill into the right answer um james says i'm a sole trader applied for universal credit and sent in for the cash grant and stop my direct debits what i guess he's saying what else is and what else can you do uh, he's earned 44k after expenses 27k uh, i've been in business for 30 years so outside of the stuff that james has already done is there anything else you recommend Dan? no um the the main plan and advice we spoke about at the beginning i mean we, we touched on it but um if you've got other direct debits uh, don't panic cancel them but but definitely review them so if you've got especially software subscriptions um I don't know, any other random expenses, you, the surprising amount of things people put on their credit cards, you know, only fans and some other things we probably won't go into. But, um, <laughs> you know, if you've got... If you've got I, should, I should laugh at that, should I? It gives away too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, uh, if you've got, let's say, other subscriptions you don't need and the like, then it's definitely worth uh, looking to coal. But, yeah, don't, don't panic and stop. So that, uh, obviously, if you're going to run out of cash completely, you're not going to have a choice are you it's all going to bounce. Um, also, have a look for, uh, you can have a look at the funding options like 0% credit cards and again, whether what the market's like at the moment for those who'd be interested, but normally people have got a few of those. Um, and yeah, uh, overdrafts, time to pay arrangements. Uh, if you're sole trade, you might have what they call payment on account due in July where you have to pay some personal tax. That's been delayed until January. 
And actually that's quite good because for anybody who has to pay twice a year, they predict your payments based on last year's trade. Um, so it might be that it was incorrect anyway. So actually it's quite nice. Just get your tax return in early and see what that January payment's looking like and it'll help you pay. If you've been really good and you, you've kept some tax aside, you might have a nice surprise that you can use some of your tax money. And I certainly think that's where a lot of people are talking about just the cash flow of it. Well, if you don't have to pay your cash right a year tax right now, use that money to live on and then get your day rates in when you're uh, when you when you're back online. Nice. Yeah, great answer. Uh, James, hopefully that clarifies some things, but it sounds like you've already done a lot of stuff you should be doing anyway. Um, last two, it looks like they are both from Nick Franklin. So my apprentice pay rate is due to increase in April in line with minimum wage. And again, in June when he turns 19, the furlough scheme says 80% is based on salary in Feb. But will the grant increase in line with the increased mandatory rates when they become due? So he's got to give a, a pay increase within the furlough period. Um, it, will he get the, the amount... Uh, that he was getting paid in Feb, or will it grow uh, as the employees' uh, pay also grows? It's a really good question, and actually we're waiting for some further guidance on this, because there's this and there's a couple of other scenarios that we're not 100% sure on at the moment, because what they're saying at the moment is furlough pay is based on, um, if you've been employed for a year, it's based on your, your salary during that year, or particularly on a monthly basis, it's based on the hire of um, where, what month uh, you, what you earned in the month last year. So for some seasonal businesses, they might be that, you know, Feb and March, uh, March and April, their best month ever. So you look back at last year and see what they earn. Um, but there's, there is a very specific way of calculating it, but it doesn't really take into account potential pay rises. So at the minute, uh, the answer is we don't know. It, it's a daily, a daily update. I'm sure that's not massively helpful, but yeah, I'm sure some stuff will be coming on that. No, perfect. And Nick, once we've got some more um, information on the guidance that's being given, just look out for it. Um, we'll be pushing that out through uh, an email or via the Expert Trades app. Uh, and again, just one thing to clarify is it all went dark here just a second ago. We are still paying our electricity bill. We just have automatic lights that turn off when there's little movement. So Harry was jumping around in the background, which made me smile. Um, and the last question we've got uh, today, Dan, is uh, again from Nick. Uh, my business is a partnership with myself and my wife, and the business profits are split between us. We will both be eligible for the 80% of profits. That was a question. Will we both be um, eligible for the 80% of profits grant and also the 50K limit applied to the business profits as a whole or the individual profits shown on our personal tax return? Good questions. Yeah, so, so uh, hopefully it's good news. Um, from the uh, guidance that's out there at the moment, it's an individual basis. So because you imagine some partnerships are like 50 strong, you know, so it's, it's an on an individual basis, individual profit basis. So if you've split that very efficiently, then uh, hopefully you'll be fine. No, perfect. Um, Dan, I hugely appreciate your time today. Um, and I have no doubt that when people watch this now or we're going to take this video because the Facebook live stream, um, Zoom and Facebook disconnected within a few minutes of this going live. So we're going to take this video. There was one question. Oh, we do have one question, Dan, that was from Facebook. Let's just tackle that now. That should yep. be on my sheet. Uh, it says, hi, Dan. I'm self-employed for 20 years. No income for the wife and me currently, apart from some non-limited property rental income, what can we claim? Are my payments automatic, um, as in self-employment payments? I've heard this being paid out uh, around June. Um, this is from Sean. Yeah, I mean, the definitely the self-employed grants um, sounds like that's a potential, but this sounds like an absolute case for universal credit. If you've got no income whatsoever, apart from a little bit of rental profit, um, it's brilliant. I mean, the, you've seen some big figures. Sometimes they're like, oh, you get up to 1,800 quid, and there are big claims um, available, um, but it really depends on your situation. So, yeah, universal credit for sure. 
Perfect stuff. Uh, Nick Franklin just says, thank you both for your time. Um, not a problem. I think, uh, Dan, you've been an absolute superstar. Um, Dan, if people do have follow-up questions or, again, um, for me, I'm more than happy to give you a shameless plug right now because you've been a friend of the company for a while and continue to get involved in the Expert Trades Group. If people want to learn more about um, Healing Associates or contact you directly, uh, where, which places can they find the content that you're putting out or get in touch? Sure. So there's a couple of things right now. Healandassociates.co.uk slash COVID-19 is the is we've got a daily updated blog. So any of the new stuff's there and it's broken down into sections of, you know, do you pay business rates? Are you self-employed? And hopefully you can um, make your way around that. If you prefer your content this way, talk to the camera and everything else. Um, like our Facebook page. So just search for Healand Associates. Um, it's a, you know, a fairly unique surname. You'll find it. Um, also Instagram at Dan Healan at Healan Associates Limited. If you love your LinkedIn as I do, um, add me on LinkedIn, Dan Healan. The company's on there as well. But all those social media channels, you know, we're on Twitter, we're on YouTube. Um, if you like your videos, uh, we do this uh, talking to the screen. So, um, and it'll all be on there. So yeah, any of those. And um, we'd love to talk to you. Um, if you want to get in contact with me, yeah, any of those channels, obviously you can get hold of me on the on the various different ways of messaging, but uh, or, or go to the website and get in contact with us on our, on our phone or email. Absolutely amazing. Um, and Dan, I actually don't want to leave Lucas in the mix. We have just one last question that's just popped up. Uh, we will make this the last one. Lucas said, I plan to employ my wife from the new tax year. From the new tax year. Is it better to put them on payroll before the end of the year, the end of the tax year, um, then all staff will be on, sorry, then all staff will be on plan to employ my wife from the new tax year. Is it better to put them on payroll before the, oh, I think he's just repeated the same question. Yeah. Is it better to put on payroll before the end of the tax year furloughed? Um, the answer is uh, no. If they weren't already on there as of the 28th of Feb, um, then um, at some point, then uh, furlough won't apply anyway. So they had to be sort of on, on the payroll and, and working. And you have got the option if you've made them redundant to bring them back. But generally, um, no. And the only problem is we don't know how long it's going to go on for. I mean, everybody presumes, you know, maybe 12 weeks and we'll be starting to edge back. I mean, trade's in an interesting place, isn't it, where a lot of the work's essential, but you just can't buy the materials anywhere. So um, how, how long that takes to get back, we, we don't know. But um, just from a tax planning point of view, normally it's quite a good idea to have the wife on there if she's carrying out some work for you. So um, I wouldn't stop your tax planning if, uh, and or, you know, you might just need her in the business. So uh, both of those are a good reason to have her on the book. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't say don't do it, um, but I wouldn't say do it for a furlough reason because the chances are it's not going to work. No, perfect stuff. Uh, Alan Dernan says, very good session. Stay safe. Great session. Alan, really appreciate the feedback. This is the first time I've done anything like this. Uh, so really appreciate that. And Mark Haney says, thanks, guys. Uh, I need to jump on another Zoom gym session. Um, he'll be in touch. Well played, Mark, for staying in shape. Thanks again. Good advice. He's going to be in touch, Dan. Um, so guys, thank you very much. Dan, thank you so much for your time. Um, everyone's going to, everyone that was on this session, uh, all the links that you mentioned previously i'll put in the follow-up email to everyone this session as well for me guys personally if you've taken the time to watch this please just provide some feedback of what we can do better moving forward uh, expert trades is on a mission right now to create as much valuable content to get you through the next two three four months however long this lasts so we can all come out with stronger brands dan is there anything else from yourself before we wrap up no that's it i just encourage everybody to be as positive as they can um, the message that i love to talk about this time is okay i mean i've been in business as i'm sure some of these people have been in business 30 years or whatever have, have been through that 08 to 010 crisis this is a lot more sudden than that but i think a lot of the same rules apply so 
let's not panic, let's be positive, do what we can to try and build your pipeline, as, as, as I'm sure you as a marketing sales <laughs> guy would appreciate the term, but you know, building the people you know. So much trade is done on, on networking. Okay, you can't have a beer with the uh, guys down there on a Friday afternoon or whatever, but you can, uh, not, not saying all trade go on a Friday afternoon, but you know, the, <laughs> there's a bit of networking that happens in the pub for sure. And um, you know, but keep in contact with them and just see what you can do and uh, what you can do to line up these jobs at the moment. So uh, yeah, stay positive, get the help you need, and then um, we'll see you on the other side. Absolutely perfect. Dan, thanks again for your time. I'll speak to you soon. No worries. Cheers. Bye, mate. Bye-bye. So guys, that was it. Firstly, a huge thank you again from me for Dan Healing for giving up his time. If you have made it all the way through this podcast, please do not forget to hit subscribe. It's the easiest way to find out when future shows drop. And we're really keen to get this podcast in front of as many trade professionals as possible. So wherever you're listening to this podcast, head over and leave it that five-star review as it helps more people find the show when they're searching their podcast player of choice. Speak to you next time.